Getting to yes boils down to two things: saying the right things and saying it consistently. Whether you recognize it or not, everybody sells all the time. We sell people on our ideas, our vision, our causes, products, and services. As a doctor, when you're connecting with your patients, you're selling them on the idea that health is wealth, that they can and deserve better. This is Getting to Yes, the podcast with leaders from all walks of life, exploring their successes, mistakes, and lessons learned in influence and persuasion, getting others to say yes, and then taking an insight or two to help them achieve even greater things. All right, welcome to the Getting to Yes podcast. I'm Uli Zalo, a digital marketing strategist in the integrative. And functional medicine space, and the purpose of this show is to help you understand how the brain makes decisions, so you can more effectively influence your own and somebody else's decisions, obviously for their own good. You see, over twenty years ago, fresh after my postdoctoral studies at Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, I joined a research team to find a cure for Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease, as you probably know, is a neurodegenerative disorder that usually starts slowly and then progressively worsens, accounting for approximately 60 to 70 percent of all cases of dementia. But despite the fact that this disease was first identified over 100 years ago, we still don't have a clear understanding how exactly the disease starts and progresses. So over the ten years that I worked on this Alzheimer's cure, I became fascinated with the neurobiology of decision making, wondering how the brain makes all those decisions each and every day without ending up in a state of decision paralysis. Once I crossed over into the field of marketing, I approached this question with an engineering mindset, figuring that if I could understand. The neurobiological pathways that drive decision making, I could influence how people respond to a given prompt. In a nutshell, getting to yes boils down to two things: saying the right things and saying it consistently. Whether you recognize it or not, everybody sells all the time. We sell people on our ideas, our vision, causes, products, and services. When you're trying to get your spouse or your kids to do something, you're selling. As a doctor, when you're connecting with your patients, you're selling them on the idea that health is wealth, that they can and deserve better. The irony is that selling is a lot harder when you try to sell. You see, persuasive people don't sell; they create favorable buying conditions, and that's. Why they don't come across as salesy or sleazy? They do that by making it comfortable and easy for your brain to say yes. They help people sell themselves, and there's nothing more powerful than that. So when we understand how the brain makes decisions, we can effectively influence someone else's decisions, obviously for their own good. Within the brain, the prefrontal cortex is responsible for logic. Reason and analysis, 
And you might assume that this analytical part of the brain is always working, but the truth is that it's only activated when you absolutely need it. By default, it's in snooze mode. Evolutionary speaking, this analytical part of the brain developed much later. Our caveman ancestors didn't need this part of the brain to survive. Instead, most standard tasks, including thousands of mundane decisions such as driving a car, brushing your teeth, or scrolling on social media, are processed within the subconscious limbic system. And one specific part, the amygdala, acts as the ultimate decision maker 80% of the time. This subconscious part of the brain has been essential to keep us safe throughout evolution, making split-second decisions when there's no time for a more nuanced evaluation by our analytical brain, primarily relying on instinct, past experiences, and memories to efficiently handle decision-making. Everything you do, your thoughts, actions, decisions, and behaviors are anchored in your emotional responses to past experiences, and those memories are stored within the amygdala. So throughout the episodes of this show, we'll connect with leaders from all walks of life, exploring their successes, mistakes, and lessons learned in influence and persuasion. Whether it's the neuroscience of flow states, how to create tiny habits that stick, or using the power of magic words to enroll others into your vision. It's about how to get others to say yes to their innate potential and then taking an insight or two to help you achieve even greater things. Here's one of my favorite analogies about the amygdala from author Russell Granger, and I'm paraphrasing here. Imagine the amygdala as a person. He calls her Amy Goodala. And imagine Amy as the CEO of the brain, making decisions purely on emotion, instinct, and memories. Amy is simply not interested in facts and figures, and only considers them if they're directly tied to her dreams, hopes, and desires. So from a persuasion perspective, how do we need to talk to Amy so she directs the brain to comply with our requests? In Robert Cialdini's 1984 book, Influence, he identifies six principles of persuasion, which were born out of empirical observations from the consumer products industry of the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. But with the advent of sophisticated brain imaging tools in the last 10 years, we are now able to study the neuronal pathways and specific brain regions responsible for decision-making. What we've learned is that these persuasion prompts are designed to appeal to our desires, dreams, and hopes while reducing the perception of risk so we don't trip up the amygdala from an easy yes. Now, you may be wondering why it's harder than ever to sell things, possibly blaming it on Facebook's algorithm changes or TikTok arriving on the scene. But the truth is that the market has changed. When I attended Todd Brown's marketing conference a decade ago, I remember him talking about market sophistication. And at this point, we have an audience that's more jaded and skeptical, not quite sure who to believe anymore. On top of that, people's attention spans have gotten shorter and shorter, 
possibly accelerated by the rise of short-form video. So it's not that marketing doesn't work anymore. It just means you have to work harder to overcome people's innate distrust of anything new. As I said in the beginning, getting to yes boils down to two things, saying the right things and saying it consistently. I believe mastering persuasion is one of the most essential skills in life, and certainly in business, because nothing ever happens without a yes. I trust this episode was inspiring and that you'll join me for a new episode each and every week. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you are listening. And feel free to share it with colleagues and friends. I'm your host, Uli Iselo. See you next week. Music